Valentine's we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I hope you had a good week. Or you are having a good week because this two days still remains of it. Amen. How many were blessed by Brother George Martin on Sunday? Amen. He was such a blessing indeed. Amen. Uh, he said you are a much easier audience to speak to. Amen. You make a minister comfortable. Amen. Now, without waste of time, let us go to our Bibles. First Corinthians three. I'll read from verse one. That is First Corinthians three, from verse one. Paul says here, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Amen. I think we know the conditions of the Corinthians church. Amen. It says, I fed you with milk, not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. That is what Paul called himself, a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Amen. So he says, as a wise master builder, he has laid down the foundation. And he says, whoever comes after me, they must be cautious of how they continue with the building. That is why when Brother Brenham went beyond the curtain of time, he said, I preached exactly like Paul. Because Paul was a wise master builder. He laid the foundation. Amen. And my message is going to be the master builder. Amen. As we bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are blessed on Sunday through your servant, dear God. And Lord, I was just sitting down wondering how the bride is such a, a rich woman upon the face of the earth, spiritually speaking, O oh God. The gifts that you have put into the bride, they are very diverse and they minister to our needs in a very special way. We thank you for making a provision in the end time, especially in a time where we can see the spiritual famine is striking the land. But for us to be able to go into this food that the prophet was told to, to store them, dear God. I think the spoken words by their nature are just a vindication of your love to us. And that is why we want to thank you this evening. And Lord, again as believers, we are going to fellowship around the world. We are not chickens, we are not buzzards, we are the eagles. And Lord, we feed on the way to dear God. And that is why the prophet has told us many a times 
that an eagle feeds on fresh meat, dear God. And I believe those that have gone into the Holy of Holies, as it was shown on Sunday, right in the presence of the Shekinah glory, we know the manna never goes stale, dear God. It is ever fresh, dear God, which types a believer who walks past that curtain and it drops behind him and he hears nothing of the world anymore because right there he's in the presence of the Shekinah glory, right, in the, right there where there is a, a fountain of life, dear God. Here are the believers, they are here because you called them, dear God. They are not here to look at the performance of a man, but they are here expecting to hear their Father speaking to them. May you speak to them in a very special way. If they are sick, some of us, may you touch them and make them whole. Even if there are those that are spiritually weary, may you re-energize them, dear God. But above everything, may you conscientize every believer that we are right at the final hour. We are right about to be taken home, O oh God. And Lord, whatever comes or goes must never make us to miss that appointment as we commit the reading of the way to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly as you take your seats for a couple of minutes. Amen. And we, we are very happy to see all of you. Amen. I don't know how many of you really love St. Paul. Amen. Uh, Paul, even without me getting into the scriptures and the quotations, uh, every believer that looks at the life of Paul must indeed have hope. Because how will we look where God picked up Paul and where he put him, he said, I was the chief of sinners. But God became gracious that almost two-thirds of the entire New Testament was written by a chief of sinners. Amen. It just shows you what the grace of God may, may, can do. Hallelujah. Now, I, I'm not so much on 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 on, on where people say I'm of Apollos or of Paul, but uh, I was attracted to verse 10. But before we get to verse 10, I just wanted us to get to the context of the build-up towards it, where Paul says, according to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. It sounds as if like Paul was boastful. Amen. It sounds like he was blowing his own horn. Amen. But it's quite amazing. Whenever a believer knows where they are placed scripturally, they are not afraid to identify with the scripture that identifies them. Are we together? And that is why this evening I believe that as the bride, we are not boastful, but we are acknowledging who we are. And we are not going to walk with long faces. We have been highly favored in our time. How many believe we have been highly favored in our time? Amen. Cold. Fresh call by the pillar of fire in the end time. Now it says, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. Paul knew uh, where his ministry or the purpose of his ministry that it was to lay a foundation, especially him being the uh, first messenger uh, of, the first, uh, of the first church age. Hallelujah. So if somebody says, I've laid a foundation and everyone that would build after me must take heed of how, do, how they build. That means this person says there is a foundation you've got to be very cautious of how you continue with the foundation. And I, I, how many know that when you come into construction, I'm, I'm told that whenever the foundation, if the foundation is correct, 
nine out of ten times, chances is that the roof will be correct. But if the foundation is wrong, there is no way that the roof will be correct. But I'm glad that God handpicked a special breed of a messenger to be the first one to lay the foundation. Are we together? And, 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 and uh, you know, we have what we call uh, masons, professional builders, and we have what we call amateurs. An amateur does not even worry about measurements. Hallelujah. An amateur doesn't even worry about the quality of cement. An amateur doesn't even worry about, hallelujah, because there is a, you know that there is a sand for the foundation and there is a sand for plastering. Are we together? But if you are an amateur, you may find that what is meant for plastering has gone to be the foundation. And when a building has been built by an amateur builder, they often say, give a building so much three to five years, it will definitely show whether it was built by, by an experienced builder or an amateur. If it was built by an amateur, it is going to develop some cracks. Are we together? Uh, because a, a real builder knows that the, I think this building must have been built in, 19, in the 40s, if I'm not mistaken. But it is still standing because why? Whoever built it, he was, a, he was a, an experienced builder. But today you look at how even our government will pick up people to build an RDP. They build it today, within three months, it's gone. Because why? Those are, an, those are amateur builders. And even spiritually speaking, there are experienced builders. And there are amateur builders. Experience, an experienced builder, firstly, what he would want to look for, it is the blueprint. He doesn't start without knowing what is the blueprint. Are we together? But an amateur one, uh, he... he he builds based on a gut feeling, which is very risky. Are we together? Brother Brenham says the builder must build, the builder must build according to the blueprint or nothing else. Are we together? So Paul, and we are going to look at the pattern of Paul's ministry because Brother Brenham says any true minister that will come their ministry must fit exactly the same pattern of Paul's ministry. Are we together? But firstly, what is our blueprint? Our blueprint is the word of God. So that means the, the, the experienced builders, before they build, they first check what did God say about it. Experienced builders are spirit-led. Are we together? But uh, an amateur uh, uh, builder... It depends on what the people say or on what the seminaries say. But I want to say we are glad that in the end time we are following another wise master builder. His name is William Brenham. Are we together? And this wise master builder, we, 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 we really learn a lot from him because we saw that the same pattern of Paul's ministry, we see it in Brother Brenham's ministry. That's why he can confidently say on the other side, he says, I have preached according to the way Paul preached. Are we together? Now, Brother Brenham says in the message, God keeps his weight. He said, the Bible said, God is, is in his weight. Hallelujah. God is in his weight. Not in a church, in his own weight. Are we together? And that is why the danger part is that you can have a church without the weight. And, and there is nothing as disappointing as having the church in state of the word of God. Because Brother Branham says many at the day of judgment are going to be disappointed because they had a church, not the weight. God is not obligated to any church. God is obligated to his own weight. God is not going to judge the world by the standards of any church. He's going to judge the world based on his weight. And I can tell you, if the word of God finds a place in your heart, you are in a safe zone. Are we together? Then he said, 
The Bible said in the closing of the book, he that will take out of here anything or anything to eat, the same will be taken out of his part of the book of life away from him. So I believe the Bible is infallible. Do we believe that the Bible is infallible? Brother Branham says, I believe it's the infallible word of God. I believe there is no more to be added to it or anything to be taken away from it. I believe that God, that this is God's blueprint to his church. And it says, we builders have made a mess out of it. Brother Bram says, I will admit, but that has nothing to do with the blueprint. It still remains just exactly the same as God's weight. God is in his weight and God is responsible to his weight. Are we together? Brother Branham says, the reason, and I'll read a quotation somewhere where he speaks that the sickest body that he has ever come across is the body of Christ. Are we together? And he says, the reason the body of Christ has got factions and has got divisions is because people are no longer led by one spirit. People no longer have one faith. People no longer have one God. And as a result, it has divided the body of Christ. Are we together? And that is why when you build a, a, a building, you, you've got to know, uh, a, an experienced builder knows his limitations. A lot of people I've realized in the end time, because we live in a time when knowledge is, 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 has abound. These ways, you hardly find them these days where a person says, I don't know. People are ashamed to say, I don't know. But do you know that the only mature people can say, I don't know. Let me find out. Are we together? What am I simply saying? An experienced builder, when he builds a building, he knows his limitations. You know there are people that are good with foundation, but they are not good with plastering. And a lot of times, if you can find a builder who says, no, uh, do you want tiles? I will do tiles. Do you want the roof? I'll sort out the roof. Do you want plastering? I'll sort out plastering. You cannot be jack of all trades. You've got to have a specialty. And that is why, even spiritually speaking, every ministry has got specialty. Are we together? And that is why, brethren, uh, and I, I, I looked and I said, the church of God is impoverished because of church politics. God has made us so rich in the end time. We've got ministers that can take this message and bring it out to you, and it becomes a reality from different angles. Are you here, church? But the problem is that we have become one-dimensional. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, we'll get there. Don't worry. Are we together? Brother Brenham says, in every, this is in the church age book, in every church age, we have exactly the same pattern. That is why the light comes through some God-given messenger in a certain area. Then from that messenger, there spreads the light through the ministry of others who have been faithfully taught. But how does the light come? It comes first by God-given messenger. And that is why I'm a firm believer that no one will ever outgrow Brother Brenham. I don't believe no one will outshine Brother Brenham. And I'm not simply, I'm saying 40, 50 years after his departure, I can confidently stand behind this pulpit and say, no one can outgrow the messenger. Because why? You know, even the electricity, the way you, electricity is distributed, there is a manner in which it is distributed. You cannot have a power station distributing electricity straight to the small plug. It will blast. Are we together? And in the end time, we see little plugs flying all over and say, goodness, it looks like there is something wrong with the substation. I can draw power straight from the main station. That is why we see a lot of little plugs are exploding. And if you are a plug, you've got to rely on a main switch. And if you are a main switch, you've got to rely on a substation. And if you are a substation, you must rely on a power station. Hallelujah. There is a way that the power of God flows. You've got God. You've got a prophet as a substation. You've got a pastor as a main switch. Hallelujah. Then you've got the little plaques which are the members in the church. 
And God forbid that the main switch can begin to say, the substation is of no use. Me, I can draw. You remember there were little plugs one time on their way to Canaan. They said to Moses, goodness, we are tired of the substation. We want to hear from him directly. And God said, tell them to come to the mountain. They had an appointment. But when that power station came down, they said, no, 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 no. From now on, let us hear from the substation. Are we together, church? Amen. He says the light comes through some God-given messenger in a certain area. Then from that messenger, they spreads the light through the ministry of others who have been faithfully taught. All of us who have been faithfully taught. By who? The wise master builder. Because when the wise master builder came with a blueprint, and he told us the measurements of the building, and he told us what was needed, and within, we, amongst these builders, everyone has got their specialty. One is a plaster. One can put brick upon brick. Hallelujah. One can come with the, with, with the roof. Hallelujah. One can put the tiles for the building. Hallelujah. But what is needed in order for the building to be perfect is collaboration. Amen. I hope you're with me. He says, but of course, all those who go out don't always learn how necessary it is to speak only what the messenger has spoken. Are we together? Amongst these builders, some go out after they've been given the blueprint and they say, goodness, the blueprint, it does not appeal to our side. We will tweak it here. We will tweak it there. Let me tell you something. When you took it, because God has got a panoramic view of the building. God knows who fits where. God knows what is needed in the building. You remember there were builders that started the building and all of a sudden they looked at one stone and they despised that stone and said, this stone is of no use. Little did they know that that was the cornerstone. And Brother Brenham say, as time moves on, we are beginning to accumulate theology. We are, going, we are beginning to accumulate, accumulate education. But Brother Brenham say, God is not going to redeem his church by psychology. God is not going to redeem his church by education. God is going to redeem his church by revelation. Revelation of what? Of who he is. I hope we are together here. He says, some don't know how necessary it is to only speak what the messenger has spoken. You know why we only speak what the messenger has spoken? It's because at the day of judgment, when we are called to account for every statement that we have ever uttered, we can look around and say, God, I quoted him. This is the prophet. And the prophet can turn around and say to God, I quoted you. So when you quote the messenger, you are actually in a safe zone. But whenever you quote yourself or you become creative, at the day of judgment, you will be accountable for your own statement. That's why when we come to church and say, Brother Branham said so, Brother Branham said so, I heard somebody saying, we are beginning to sound like pirates. And I say, if, I, if, if what is needed is to be like a pirate in order to survive the wrath of God, let me be a pirate. Are we together? Then he says, remember, Paul warned the people to say only what he said. This is in 1 Corinthians 14, 37. If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that we quote from Brother Brenham are the commandments of the Lord. 
And he says, what came the word of God out from you? They add here and take there, and soon the message is no longer pure. The revival dies down. How careful we must be to hear one voice. Which voice? Revelation chapter 10, verse 7. Which voice? Malachi 4. Hallelujah. And it says, one voice. For the spirit has but one voice, which is the voice of God. Paul warned them to say what he said. Even as Peter did likewise, he warned them that even he, Paul, could not change one weight of what he had given by revelation. How important it is to hear the voice of God by way of his messengers. Then say what he has been given given them to say to the churches. Are we together? Let me come to the ministry of Paul. And I say, one thing that I like about Paul, you, you, you come across statements where it sounds like he's boastful. But you've got to acknowledge that Paul was often made to feel less of apostle because he never traveled or walked around with Jesus. Others knew Jesus and shook his hand, but Paul never met Jesus physically. But I think Paul's meeting of Christ was more superior than meeting him physically. Are we together, folks? Now, he says, For I speak to you Gentiles, this is us, inasmuch as I'm the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. Brother Brenham says, Paul founded the church at Ephesus about the middle of the first century, and he puts the date to 53 AD. He says his manner of ministering set the pattern that all future ministers were to aspire to, and actually sets the pattern for every true minister of God. Though he would not attain to such heights in the prophetic realm as did Paul, Paul's ministry had a threefold quality and was as follows. The first of all, Paul was, was absolutely true to the weight. He never deviated from it no matter what the cost. What does it mean? Every genuine minister that will come after Paul and build where the, master, the wise master builder laid the foundation, they will be absolutely true to the weight. They will never deviate from it, no matter what the cost. Are we together? That's why Paul says, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have already preached unto you, let him be accursed. So that means whatever Paul preached, he as well became accountable to what he was preaching. A true messenger will not preach something and change it tomorrow. A true messenger will preach something and he will even say, if I come and change what I've already preached, then let me be accursed. Then if that is applicable to a messenger, how much more are the people who have been taught by the very messenger? So that means the standard, brethren, we are not ashamed to say the standard in the end time, it is the message of Malachi 4. And every builder, their craft must be measured by the standard of Malachi 4. And every genuine ministry will resonate with what Malachi 4 has already spoken. Actually, he goes further, he says, the, the spirit and the prophet and the bride will say exactly the same thing. And I had much better warn you, if any other spirit can come and not say what the prophet has already said, that spirit must be rejected. Even if it comes in the form of an angel, it must be rejected. Because let me, God is not obligated to an angel. Even if you see an angel with six wings, but if, they, if he comes with a different doctrine than what is already given to the bride by the prophet, it must be rejected. Because in the end time, there shall be a unity of the bride, the spirit, hallelujah, 
and the prophet. I hope we are together. And I had much better say this to you. It does not only apply to ministers. It applies to the laity. Every genuine believer will be absolutely true to the weight. They will never deviate from it, no matter what the cost may be. And there will be cost to be paid, friends. Brother Bram in the message, Gadish Bania, he says the truth will never make you popular, but it will make you honest. And there will come a time in your life where you've got to make a choice whether you want to be popular or you want to be honest. But I'm glad there are people that will say, let popularity slide by. We would rather be honest with God and be absolutely true to his weight. Are you still with me? Brother Brenham throws something there. He says, notice, Paul was unorganized, but spirit-led. Organization, it's a spirit. And after every true messenger has been taken off the scene, one demon that dominates the scene is a demon of organization. Brother Bram say it's a hierarchical structure of bishops overseas and all those things. But the church of God must be spirit-led. Are we together, folks? That what does it mean to be spirit-led? We don't have a specific program that is man-made that we follow. What does it mean? It means that God comes down, fills the, up the church with his spirit, and the church is led by his spirit. I hope we are together here. He says, secondly, his ministry was in the power of the spirit thereby demonstrating the spoken and written word. What does it mean? We don't just want to have the spoken and the written word, but we want this in demonstration. This message, what it means, it means this word when it is preached, it must be able to subdue kingdom of darkness. What does it mean? It must liberate people from their spiritual bondage. What does it mean? People must have physical healing and spiritual healing. Isn't how the ministry of Paul was like? So that means exactly how the ministry of Brother Branham was like. Every true ministry will be exactly like that. And that is why when a church is spirit-led, that church will rewrite the book of Acts. What we mean to rewrite the book of Acts? We are simply saying it will be the continuation of the same works that he did through the first church. But what does it mean? It means the church must be supernaturally inclined. The church must live in a supernatural environment. What does it mean to live in a supernatural environment? It means the prayer life must be lined up with the word of God. What does it mean? It means to be cautious of his presence wherever you go. Are we together? We live in a world where there are many voices. And my question to you this evening is that have you got the ability to be quiet and listen to the inner voice? Are we together? That's why Paul says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear, in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing ways of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Are we together? Amen. He says something here that I like. He says, I, and this is in 2 Corinthians 12, 11. He says, I am become a fool in glory. 
ye have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you, for in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostle, though I be nothing. If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you, for the seal of my own apostleship are ye in the Lord. And he goes further and says to the church, I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste vision to Christ. Every genuine minister and every genuine believer that is patterned after the Paul's ministry will have a godly jealousy. What does it mean? You want whatever the messenger has already given out, you want it to be preserved. You do not want anybody to come and spoil the simplicity of the gospel. Are we together? I hope we are together here. Amen. He says, the third thing, he had the, the, the evident fruit of his God-given ministry. What does it mean? It means, folks, when we come, we can preach great sermons. But if the sermons do not transform the people, then we have a serious problem. That means we can progress so much, but unless this, this ministry and this weight even has an effect upon our children, we are in trouble. Are we together? Let me read this quotation before Brother Brenham says here. He says, yes, still in the Seven Church Age book, listen to the authenticated prophet of God who appears in this last age. Did you hear the key word? Authenticated. That means there will be others that will come that are not authenticated. And who authenticates the prophet? God himself. The pillar of fire, it came to authenticate Brother Brenham. The cloud came to authenticate the ministry of Brother Brenham. And there's only one prophet that has been authenticated in the end time. That was William Brenham. And I'm glad to report that we are following an authenticated prophet. And therefore, we are the authenticated people under an authenticated ministry that brings authenticated results. What does it mean when you need to authenticate something? It means there are a lot of counterfeits that are around. But this one, it is picked up and it gets authenticated to say, this is original. This has the seal of the author or the manufacturer or the producer. And in the end time, there's been many messengers. There's been many preachers. But there was one that God lifted up and authenticated him with what? With the same pillar of fire that authenticated Moses. With the same pillar of fire that authenticated Paul. In the end time, William Branham was authenticated. And I can say our message has been authenticated. And I had much better say our message has got no mistakes. And it takes authenticated people to say amen to that. Because they know that, look, we are resting our eternal destination upon this message. Because we know it is mistakes proof. You can never improve the message. Once it is given, it is enough. Hallelujah. He says, what he says from God, the bride will say. Are you not wondering these days whenever you ask people and say, but did the prophet speak about it? Have you realized that he's becoming offensive in the end time? Has the prophet spoken about it? It makes people to be jittery. But the prophet says, what he says from God, the bride will say. And if the bride says what the prophet has already spoken and they call the bride pirates, 
so be it. It is the will of God. God is pleased with that. He says the spirit and the prophet and the bride will be saying the same thing. Oh, goodness. We are looking for the people that can say, Brother Madiba, we want you to say nothing of yours, but you say what Brother Brenham has spoken. The spirit and the prophet and the bride will be saying the same thing. And what they will say will already have will have already been said in the wait. What does it mean? What, it had, what had to be said has already been said. What had to be spoken has already been spoken. Who spoke it? The prophet. And what is the mandate of the church? Repeat after him. That's why he says, say what the tape say. And let me tell you, if you don't believe that those tapes still has power, I challenge you, just go, take 30 days, and listen to different tape every morning, and come and report to me, and tell me that your life is no longer the same. Because there is no way you can listen to them, and your life remains the same. Because there is an anointing upon those tapes. And I said the other time, if the anointing was so much, in the bones of Elisha until when men came running with a dead man and they dropped him on the grave. The men woke up and started running. That is the anointing. The anointing of Elijah is on the tapes of Elijah. Say what the tapes say. And these tapes, folks, I don't know. It's not that they don't have power. It's that we are beginning to put these tapes in the back burner. I remember, was it Brother Veleretif in the 80s? There used to be a Swazi radio. They were playing the tapes of Brother Brenner on that radio. It used to cover Northern Transvaal. There's a late brother, uh, as Brother George Martin said, there's an early brother. Amen. Who went to glory, his name was Brother No. Very good gentleman. He had the message being preached on radio. It was Brother Brandon's preaching. And he began to say, I want to follow this ministry. Started looking. I can tell you, once the predestinated seed comes in contact with the word of God, there is nothing that will stop that predestinated seed. He started, looking, he started looking for addresses and found addresses and was sent spoken with and later he got baptized. How did he come? By the tapes. They can still come by the tapes. I mean, I don't know, maybe. Have you ever heard Brother Brennan say, good evening, friends? It's, it's not just a words. It's not just English. There is an anointing behind that wave. It just... It just begins to move, to hit the core of your soul and you say, goodness, this voice is not just a Kentuckian voice. This voice is the voice of glo- from glory. That was the wise master builder. But here is the challenge, church. You can never, if you are a builder or if you want to build a building, and you hire a builder, and you say, you don't familiarize yourself with the blueprint, builders will rob you. When the building is supposed to be made up of, I'm just giving a ballpark figure, 100 cement, a very unscrupulous builder will use only 50. The other 50 bags will find their way to his next project. He doesn't care. And, and if you are the type of person that is misled by fresh painting, the smell of painting, you say, goodness, this is new. No. 
a responsible person when they build the house, they want to look at the plan. They want to quantify the material. Are we using the right sand? Are we using the right cement? Are we using the right beams if we need to do the roof? But you can never hold a builder accountable if you do not know the blueprint. That's why whenever you build a building, you had much better stay close to the architect. Builders, unscrupulous, unscrupulous builders, they hate an architect. Because a real architect will tell you, I've drawn the building, but I'm going to do site visits. And when the site visit takes place, you know it, an architect is not afraid to say, look, the wall is not the way I've drawn the wall. I need the wall to come down. If it comes down at your own cost, so be it. But this wall will not go further. Because why? This building was drawn up by me and I have attached my signature to it. So therefore, the wall must come down. You have to rebuild. And I had much better say, in the message, there are a lot of walls that must come down. That must be rebuilt. Because they were built without authorization of the architect himself. And who's the architect? God himself is an architect. The prophet is a wise master builder. Are we together? I remember at, at our house, my mom once hired a very unscrupulous builder. Goodness, we almost became the laughing stock of the community. The house has got two acts. He was meant to do two acts. But he had to break the wall to create the second arc. So this gentleman, he looked at the, the wall, how big it was, and how he had to break that wall to create the arc. And he started breaking it from the bottom as he was going up. Now he was scared that the entire structure will fall. Now he stopped halfway, meaning the second arc was not even to the first arc. Now when we came back from school, we saw the most ugliest thing, two arcs, but not even, one shorter. And he says, look, I cannot go further. The way it is, this wall will crumble. I think we had much better leave it like this. We said, are we going to stay in the house looking like this? Then, because sometimes we, we avoid to pay, we only go to the experienced ones after the inexperienced ones have, been, have messed us up. Oh yes, I know what I'm talking about. There are people that go after preachers that make things easier. And after they have messed up your family, that's when you say, goodness, where is the real preacher so that he can sort out my life? I can tell you, a real preacher sometimes will make you uncomfortable. Because he doesn't want to want to be popular with you. He wants to build you so that you become the powerhouse of God. But these inexperienced ones will mess you up, will sweet talk you. Until you develop spiritual diabetic from their sweet talk. I'm still on this one. Now we said, goodness. Now we remembered that we had an original quotation that was more expensive. And this fella said, no, Mia can come at half price. Now we had to revert back to the original guy, called him. He came, experienced. He was, when he looked at it, he says, this is nothing. He started laughing and said, who was doing this? Within a weekend, he sorted out. Everything was even. Everything was nice. Then he said to us, look, next time, don't go around looking for uh, amateur builders. Stick with us professionals. Are you here, church? And I'm beginning to see buildings looking very ugly, acts uneven, spiritually speaking, because builders made it easy. But this morning, this evening, I say, let us return back to the wise master builder and follow the original blueprint. Are you still with me? Let's read this before I release you. Brother Brenham says, I'm still in the Seven Church Age book, very beautiful book. 
A momentary consideration of church history will prove how accurate this thought is. In the dark ages, the weight was almost entirely lost to the people. But God sent Luther with the weight. The Lutherans spoke for God at that time. But they organized. And again, the pure weight was lost for organization. Hallelujah. The pure weight was lost for organization tends towards dogma and creeds and not simple weight. They could no longer speak for God. Then God sent Wesley, and he was the voice with the weight in his day. The people who took his revelation from God became the living epistles read and known of all men for their generation. When, when the Methodists failed, God raised up others, and so it has gone on through the years. Until in this last day, there is again another people in the land who are under their messenger, who under their messenger will be the final voice to the final age. That is us, my brother. As denominational organization failed, Brother Brandon says, again, it's not just gloomy. No, this is a glorious time for a believer. Again, another people in the land who under their messenger, they will not be independent from their messenger. They will remain under their messenger. And when they are under their messenger, those people will be the final voice to the final age. You want to hear God speak in this final age? Those people will be God's voice in the final age because it will not be their voice. It will be their messenger's voice through them. Do you know there's a quotation, Brother Bram says, when people recognize God's gift and accept it, it becomes a golden age. And I'm saying we have recognized God's gift in the end time and right in the midst of this satanic Eden, there is a golden age that is taking place because the people have recognized their prophet and the prophet and the spirit and the bride say exactly the same thing. Why? They recognize the prophet to be the wise master builder. Young ones, listen to me. As time or if the rapture tarries, there will come very popular doctrines, but they must never take you from the original blueprint that was laid out by the prophet messenger. Stay with the messenger of your age. You will be able to escape the wrath of God. It will be unpopular, but you will find favor with God. Am I talking to young people here? Did you see how Brother George Martin just demonstrated how dresses are going up and up? I, I think he demonstrated it very nicely. It's long when you are standing. Hallelujah. But when you are sitting down, it's a problem. It's long, as long as your arms are down. But as you raise it, it shows your armpits. And young ones are coming up with these things. Some of them, they would even go and search pictures, old pictures of Brother Branham's family. Do you know, Brother Branham says, my family needs Savior as much as everybody needed a Savior. Uh, am I talking to somebody? Brother Branham's family is not the barometer. The barometer is the word of God. They as well had to repent. And God forbid that we may make them our standard. They are sinners saved by grace. Are we together, folks? Amen. So I'm simply saying, if you've got those pictures in your archive, they won't stand. Do you know, Brother Branham, before he was taken off the scene, he kept on saying, I want to speak on the trail of the serpent. And he said, there are certain things that I'm not happy about in my family. Now you want to make his family your standard. Hallelujah. Brother Brenham said as well, 
I claim my family under the token. That means every man and woman must claim their family under the token. Amen. And be careful. Listen to what the messenger said. Be attentive. He's got the measurements of the building. He's a wise master builder. He knows what is required. Amen. And Brother Branham says, everyone can build a straight wall. But takes a mason to turn the corner. You know, even a, an amateur builder, you will know he can start the wall straight, but when it comes, hallelujah, you know there are some buildings where the architect will just deliberately put it there to throw off the builder off if he's inexperienced one. We'll just put a curve, a wall that is curved. And the builder stand there. And if you can begin to pick up a builder arguing with you while you are building and say, I don't know what the architect was thinking. This is impossible. There's no way that a wall can curve. Then you know oh, you have hired an amateur one, an unscrupulous one. The real one will know. I know what the architect, because a real builder will catch the mind of the architect. A real minister will catch the mind of God. A real church will catch the mind of God. Young ones, you hear me? Even when it sounds more difficult in the end time. But you say, I know what God thought of it. That's why he put it in the spoken way. I believe it. I will not debate with it. I accept it because I've caught the mind of God. Because the builder, his ultimate goal is to bring what is a thought of an architect into actuality. Where we can look at it. And where the architect can come and say, that's exactly what I had in mind. A real minister would want to catch the mind of God and actualize the mind of God until when God looks at his people, he says, when I spoke about a church that is without spot or wrinkle, that's exactly what I had in mind. There they are. But it will not come easy. We've got to come back to the blueprint. On that note, may God richly bless you as we stand up. I often love the testimony that Brother Billy Paul gives of a man that was reading a spoken word and said, goodness, this book calls me a chicken. And this other man said, let me read and check what is this book saying. He took the book, went to read it, and came back the next day and said, I don't know whether we're reading the same book because it called me an eagle. The word will find its own. God's material will attract God's material. Amen. Heal your people. Heal the land. Heal your people. Heal the land. As Brother Mpanyana comes. It's not just a song, it's a prayer.
gracious eternal heavenly father yes this evening mighty god we come before thee heavenly father yes as we have invited thee as we began the service heavenly father mm. and indeed you came you spoke to our hearts heavenly father yes mighty god you reminded us heavenly father of our our Paul, Heavenly Father, is a master builder that each and every builder, Heavenly Father, he was the one that laid the foundation that every builder must come and build upon, Heavenly Father. Oh, yes. Mighty God, he said, whosoever that cometh and preach any other gospel except Thank this you. one, even if we or an angel come from heaven and preach anything, says, let him be a cursed, Heavenly Father. Oh, yes. Help us once Thank more, Heavenly Father. Father, to stay with the word, Heavenly Father. Stay with the original message of the hour, Heavenly Bet Father. Me. Not to be taken, Heavenly Father, by the doctrines of the devil, Heavenly Father. Mm. Not to be tossed about by every wind that comes, Heavenly Father. Yes. Bless us, Heavenly Father, once more this evening, Heavenly mm. Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, we say the virtue has gone out of the men of God, Heavenly Father. Restore it, Heavenly Father, once more. Heavenly Father, you know our hearts, Almighty God. And everyone, Heavenly Father, as he goes out of this building, Almighty God, protect us, Heavenly Father. We are asking for a traveling mercy, Heavenly Father. And you bless each and every heart, Heavenly Father, according to their needs, Almighty God. Heavenly Father, that we may, you may be glorified, Heavenly Father, that you may bring testimonies, Heavenly Father, that indeed you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. You are the God that doesn't yes. change, Heavenly Father. You are still the same even this evening, Heavenly Father, that all our needs, Heavenly Father, Almighty God, they will be met by, this, by prayer, Heavenly Father. Bless us, Heavenly Father, as we depart, Heavenly Father, and we commit, we put everything Believing in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and all the church shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Don't take these prayers for granted when we say, May God grant us the traveling mercy. I think it was on Monday, my wife and I, and the daughter, we were on the road, we were almost wiped off by a, a truck that couldn't stop and it just missed us by an inch and we took a couple of minutes and said we really really thank God for his protection so don't take this things for granted Amen. God bless you richly uh, have a blessed week of what remains of it till we see you on Sunday Amen I don't know there's a a song I just say Beulah Lane Beulah Lane and thereafter you'll be dismissed how many are longing for that Beulah Lane oh goodness I'm looking forward to that great time where there will not be yesterday no tomorrow no sorrow no grave no old age no backache no arthritis no high blood pressure there is that land folks and Hope came back and said to Brother Brennan, Bill, you preached about it, but I don't think you have any idea of why it looks like there is a land across the river. Amen. I'm kind of homesick. I'm in a homesick. For no corruption in that country.
church now. Let's sing it. Not far, my friend. Not long, not 